Welcome to the IndyCar Conference Call. My name is Ellen, and I will be your operator for today's call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. Later, we will conduct a question and answer session. During the question and answer session, if you have a question, please press star, then 1, on your touchstone phone. Please note that this conference is being recorded. I will now turn the call over to Arnie Streben. You may begin. Thank you, Ellen, and welcome, everyone, to today's IndyCar Media Teleconference. Earlier today, IndyCar announced a multi-year media rights package with NBC Sports Group that will see eight Verizon IndyCar Series races, including the 103rd Indianapolis 500 and its qualification, televised by NBC next year, and the rest of the schedule on NBCSN. We're happy to be joined by Mark Miles, the CEO of Holman & Company, the parent company of IndyCar, John Miller, President of Programming for NBC Sports and NBCSN, and five-time Verizon IndyCar Series race winner James Hinchcliffe, who drives the number five aero-electronic STM Honda for Schmidt-Peterson Motorsports. Gentlemen, welcome to the call. Uh, Mark, the first question for you. I know uh, this new agreement with NBC Sports Group has uh, been several years in the making. Uh, with the increased number of races on network television, you have to be pleased with where this places the overall growth of the series. Yes, we're delighted uh, by every aspect of, of this uh, announcement today and these arrangements. Um, the increase in broadcast, the number of races on broadcast is really important uh, to the continued growth of the series. The continuity with one media partner who's committed to the sport and to IndyCar, uh, who can help promote from race to race to race throughout the, the season is important. And having our first uh, uh, product, if you will, our first offering to fans uh, in, the, in the direct-to-consumer uh, channel is, is important to us. We've been through, uh, gee, John, months of, of right. discussion, and I can tell you that maybe the most impressive thing to us was the first thing, which is NBC started out by wanting to talk about the assets they, can, they would bring to bear to promote the series, the Indy 500, and to really be a great partner in the growth of the sport. And... As, as everybody can imagine, their assets and their their uh, focus on being a partner for growth uh, is really impressive. So we're delighted by all this. It met our objectives of increasing the exposure of the sport, increasing the promotion of the sport, and getting us into the over-the-top market, uh, and, and we couldn't be more pleased. From, from the you NBC... I'm sorry. Okay. Go, go ahead, John. I'll just say from the NBC perspective, we're just, uh, you know, we've seen the growth of, of IndyCar on our cable network, NBCSN, and uh, we've, we've had sustained growth each of the past several years, and so the opportunity to have the entire series uh, was very important to us. And then, of course, to be able to, to be able to do the crown jewel, the Indianapolis 500 on NBC, really puts the um, icing on the cake for us and makes our championship season portfolio even stronger. This becomes, you know, one of the leading properties on our air, and it's one of the most iconic events in all of American sports. So it, uh, it's a great opportunity and a great honor for us to be part of this, too. All right. Well, Mark, you mentioned the over-the-top, and uh, that is obviously a big buzzword for uh, many sports media rights deals. Uh, can you talk about the uh, direct consumer option with NBC Sports Gold and how much that role played into uh, the selection of NBC? Yeah, it's been fun to have a number of my friends in the, the media confess that they've been Googling what does over-the-top mean. <laughs> but 
it's uh, it's not it's emerging but not new. It it really is a way for us uh, with NBC to go straight to hardcore fans, and I think particularly younger fans who uh, want a, a deeper experience with IndyCar. So it's meant to be complementary to television. It's access through internet. Um, it, it, IndyCar will be behind a paywall, so it's we're incented together to put uh, great content um, uh, on this platform. It'll be a way to get to get deeper into IndyCar. So, for example, any uh, practice or qualifying in the IndyCar series that's not on television will be available that way. We we haven't sorted everything else out, and there's a lot of work to be done, but. Um, we we at least aspire to have uh, a significant number of in-car cameras and telemetry and other feeds so that um, whether a fan is at a track or at home, often as a second screen along with television in the case where they're at home, uh, they'll be able to more fully take in all the, the, all the content that IndyCar has to offer. All right. Uh, John, I, I know NBC Sports is known for producing many big-time sporting events, such as the Olympic Games, the Super Bowl, Stanley Cup Finals, and horse racing Triple Crown. You mentioned uh, NBC Sports Championship season. How does IndyCar and the Indianapolis 500 fit into that for 2019? Well, it's perfect. It, it falls right at the end of May. You know, we start our championship season with the Kentucky Derby and the Players' Championship, um, although by 19, the Players' Championship will have moved out. So this becomes an ideal opportunity for us to go from the Triple Crown championship season in the Premier League, the Stanley Cup Finals, the Indianapolis 500, the French Open, and all the way through the Tour de France and the Open Championship in golf. So those are all iconic, great sporting events that take place all around the world, and Indy 500 certainly takes its place at the top of the list of, of any of those properties. So for us, it's just one more way for us to showcase um, not only Indianapolis 500, but all these other great properties, and we use all the assets at NBC's disposal to do that. All right, thank you. James, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, today's announcement? And uh, from the driver's perspective, how does an agreement like IndyCars with NBC Sports Group help further the growth of the sport and uh, your personal brand? Well, yeah, from the driver's perspective, we're all obviously very excited about this deal. Um, as has already been alluded to, you know, the increase in, in races on broadcast is just more more eyes on our product and I think IndyCar has done an incredible job the last you know five six years of putting the best on-track product on four wheels out there and you know as drivers we're out there risking our lives to uh, to put on a good show and the more people that get to see it and get entertained by it the, the better it is for us and um, as as athletes we're all individual brands in and of ourselves and getting ourselves in front of more people it raises our value to our current partners and potential partners. So, from every element, this is uh, this is a huge win across the board. All right, thank you, James. Helen, let's open up for questions for our guests. Thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. If you have a question, please press star then one on your touchtone phone. If you wish to be removed from the queue, please press the pound sign or the hash key. If you're using a speakerphone, you may need to pick up the handset first before pressing the numbers. Once again, if you have a question, please press star then 1 on your touchtone phone. Our first question is from Bruce Martin with Auto Week magazine. Uh, gentlemen, congratulations. I know this has uh, been a, a long deal coming, having spoken with Mark Miles about this throughout the uh, negotiation. 
This is a question um, for John. One of the things that NBC does very well the week before the Super Bowl or during the Olympics is you will take your other properties, such as the Today Show or the Tonight Show, to those areas where the events are being staged and really help promote by being there on site. Do you see that as a possibility to do during the Indianapolis 500? I I absolutely see that as a possibility. I think that Hoda and Savannah would look great you know, on Gasoline Alley. But uh, <laughs> but those are all things that we'll discuss, but we'll certainly, those are the type of things, Bruce, that we think makes us um, a little bit different and enhances our ability to grow a property. So, yeah, those are the kind of things that will definitely be in the hopper. And I know that one of the previous partners uh, used to be able to have, say, such as James Hinchcliffe on Dancing with the Stars. You have some reality-based type shows such as that, is that also another possibility that we could see a James Hinchcliffe or an Alexander Rossi or any of the other drivers in the series cross-promoted in any of your entertainment programming? Well, since we've been together today, James has been lobbying me to get on The Voice, so I'm not, I'm not <laughs> But, yeah, those, are, those, those as well are, are things that we bring. That's one of the nice things we get to do is we bring the entire company to the table and, and everybody kind of brainstorms and raises their hands on ways they can uh, showcase it. And a perfect example of that is we announced this at 10 o'clock this morning, and at 11 o'clock this morning, Mark and James were guests on CNBC uh, from the New York Stock Exchange. So we're already, you know, kind of putting putting those things in place. Well, I guess stock's on the rise with the Verizon IndyCar Series, so congratulations on this deal. Thank you. Thanks, Bruce. The next question is from Tony DeZino from Trackside Online. Hi, guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hi, guys. Congratulations. Um, question for question for Mark. Um, obviously, we've got the domestic uh, portion of the schedule and the this media rights deal handled. What's kind of the time frame or optimistic uh, viewpoint on where international coverage might uh, shake out? Well, as you've noted, this deal is U.S., U.S. territories in the Caribbean, so the answer to your question is now. Um, it's always been our thought that we uh, uh, take care of our base first and, um, and secure arrangements for the, basically the U.S., and we will now move to, uh, uh, to working on the international rights licensing um, right away. It's not like this is new for us. We've been at uh, you know major places like Sportel, which is a media convention of sorts in Monaco. Uh, last year, we, we, we've had a lot of those very early conversations to understand, both from a uh, agency perspective and individual broadcaster perspective, who wants to talk with us, and now we'll get after those conversations. And, uh, John, one question for you. Um, NBC Sports Gold, I know, has been involved with a couple of your guys' other properties over the years. Can you talk a bit about some of the, the ideas for, for content that fans and, and the onlookers will be able to see from that? So NBC Sports Gold was our attempt to super serve the fans of the properties that we have unique, exclusive relationships with. So, for example, with the Premier League, we put 130 games on of the Premier League every year. It enables you to get games that are not being televised 
on linear television, but it also enables you to get full event replays and a lot of other Premier League content that's unique and, and distinct for Premier League Gold. We do the same thing with the Tour de France for those fans who are huge cycling fans. We've just recently launched a rugby uh, pass for those people who are passionate about the sport of rugby, and we saw an unbelievable amount of, of consumption and people coming in to do it with our Six Nations tournament that just recently concluded. We have a similar type of situation with track and with U.S. track and field. Uh, we're doing it with figure skating. Our feeling here is on IndyCar Gold. We're not going to be able to super serve that IndyCar fan who just can't get enough of what we're providing on NBCSN and NBC Sports, as well as IndyCar.com and the IndyCar app. So you'll see, as Mark mentioned, telemetry, qualifying, some practices, Indy lights. You'll see archived races. You'll see full event replays. And you'll be able to consume IndyCar content uh, of a very high caliber every day of the week. Cool. Thanks, guys. Congratulations. Thank you. The next question is from Josh Farmer with Motorsports Tribune. Yeah, good, uh, good, good, good afternoon, Mark John. First, congratulations on today's announcement. Um, how much is this new deal with um, eight races going to be on network television? How much of that is going to help help teams sell themselves to sponsors given the increased exposure? And, and, and how much is, is that going to help um, the individual track promoters? I think it's important to the entirety of the IndyCar ecosystem. So for the series itself, and at some point we should talk about our sponsorship efforts and how we think they're going to be benefited with this relationship. James has now or earlier talked about how our drivers are athletes and they are individual brands and they'll get more exposure. That will be good for them. We earlier this morning spoke to our team owners, and they're enthusiastic about it as it gives them more to say in the marketplace, more value, and certainly that will be true for our, uh, our promoters of the races as well. We haven't released and haven't even finalized yet exactly uh, which races will be scheduled for uh, which, which platform, if I can say it that way. So it's hard for them to know exactly uh, uh, what it will mean to them individually, but certainly for IndyCar collectively, it's uh, it's great for the brand and for our exposure. That'll be good for everybody. All right, um, thank you very much, Mark. Appreciate it. Yep. As a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to ask a question, please press star then one. The next question is from Richard Deitch with the Athletic. Yeah, thanks. This question is for both Mark and John. Um, you guys know that um, the viewership last year for the Indianapolis 500 was 5.5 million viewers. That was down from 6 million in uh, 2015. And obviously the numbers are challenging for everyone in sports in this marketplace. Um, how concerned are you that this race, which has obviously been the crown jewel of American viewership, has been dropping in the last couple of years? I'll go first and be short. We think that that trend is over uh, for the 500, and in no small part because of the assets and the and the commitment that NBC uh, brings to bear. Um, we we look at it as an opportunity, Richard. I uh, I think that when we unleash uh, Jenny Storms and her marketing team and use all the assets of uh, 
of NBC Sports at our disposal and, and let people know about it. You know, there won't be anybody in America who won't know when the Indy 500 is on in May of, of 2019. And I think that we're going to, you know, use everything that we can to make it bigger, including the way we're going to treat the property and treat the, the, the show on race day, and whether that's bringing in a big-time talent to host it or just the way Sam Flood and his production team, along with IMS Productions, are going to bring the race home. I think people will see a distinct difference, and that's one of the things that we think makes NBC Sports Motorsports coverage unique. So we, we see those numbers, and we've obviously followed those trends, and we wouldn't be doing what we're doing if we didn't think we could improve upon past performance. Appreciate the answer. Thanks, guys. The next question is from Brett Winningham with SpeedwayDigest.com. Hey, my question is for John Miller. Um, a lot of NASCAR fans on Twitter say they won't watch IndyCar races but can't because some of the races overlap. With this new deal, at least when NBC networks take over their portion of NASCAR schedule, will this deal alleviate that so that those fans can tune into more IndyCar races? That's a great question, and that's something that we definitely feel that we will work closely with Mark and his team to make sure that we don't have that kind of overlap. And instead, wherever possible, we will use one one series to promote to the other. And I think that the idea that IndyCar fans wouldn't watch NASCAR or NASCAR fans wouldn't enjoy IndyCar is wrong. I think that people like speed, they like motorsports, they like the individual stories that come out of the athletes who are in the cars. Um, and I think that we'll be able to grow our fan base um, accordingly. So I, I think it is something that we will look at. And strategically, when we set up the schedule for 2019, we will do it with an eye towards not competing, you know, with with our other motorsports properties. I just right, add to that, that NBC has been a great partner in that regard already, and we've worked hard and, in fact, made meaningful reductions in the number of hours of overlap between IndyCar racing and in and NASCAR, and I think uh, the more the better. There's sometimes, quite honestly, it's unavoidable, but um, but we're going to do everything we can to make sure we limit and minimize those those chances. All right, thank you. The next question is from Jeremy Allen with WDIV. Hey, guys, congratulations, first of all. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, no problem. Hey, uh, so John, my question is a very specific one for uh, fans here in Detroit. We're just trying to find out um, if uh, I heard you guys say earlier that you haven't finalized which races will go and which platform yet, but um, uh, we would love to uh, start the promotion now if we could find out about uh, what, what we're doing here in Detroit. <laughs> well, you know, have, have, have Marla call me. No, in, uh, in all seriousness, um, obviously we know the value of that race, and we certainly know the value. Of, of your affiliation and how much it would it would do for you. We also see it as an opportunity uh, to do it, and I think that when we sit down and do the schedule, that will be uh, that will be an important consideration for us. So it uh, it comes at a good time of year for us. It obviously comes right after the 500, so it'd be crazy not to take advantage of that um, that promotional opportunity to showcase the, those two great events. But again, that has not been all worked out yet. We've got to take a look at calendars and stuff like that and other conflicting events that we have, but we're certainly well aware of that. Great. Thanks, guys. As a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, for any questions, press star then 1. 
Our next question is from Kyle Levine with NBC Sports. Hi, guys. Congratulations again on getting the seal finalized and announced today. Thank you. Thank you. My question is getting back to the streaming coverage, especially over the weekend covering practice and qualifying, as well as all of the Mazda Road to Indy series, not just Indy Lights. Using uh, St. Petersburg as an example, practice and qualifying were all streamed on IndyCar.com and via YouTube, uh, same as well for all of the Mazda Road to Indy sections. How will those be impacted with this new media contract? Well, you want to... You want to uh, uh, yeah, Mark and John, sorry, this is for, for both of you. <laughs> I don't think we've finalized what our production opportunity right. is and therefore what the streaming opportunity is, other than for lights. But um, where Indy Lights and Indy Car Race on the same weekend, which is seems like it's 8 or 10 right. uh, of, the, of their events, um, it, it certainly will be offered there, everything they do. So what, what, what our feeling is that we will show at least one qualifying, and our goal is to show qualifying from every stop on a linear platform on NBCSN. We'll show some IndyCar qualifying, Indy 500 qualifying on NBC as well. Um, we, everything that's shown on a linear platform, whether it's NBCSN or NBC, whether it's races or qualifying, will also be streamed on NBCSports.com and on the NBC Sports app on an authenticated basis. So all of that content will be out there. And then there will be some practice and maybe some other qualifying and some other content that will go exclusively into IndyCar Gold. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, gentlemen. Sure. And our next question is from Mike Reynolds with S&P Global. Hey, guys. Uh, forgive uh give a racing novice here for maybe asking some dumb questions. But anyway, um, Mark, you alluded to marketing and sponsorship opportunities, uh, having the continuity now that, um, you know, uh, the schedule is all in one place. What is uh, What does that do for you guys that way? And uh, you guys work together in terms of, um, you know, bringing partners, sponsors, official, whatever designations to bear here. Yeah, it's a really good question. At the highest level, obviously, more people watching means more value and more attractiveness for IndyCar uh, in the marketplace for sponsorship and licensing and merchandising and everything else. At the, at the more micro or operating level, I think we have a great opportunity with NBC um, to really integrate our approach to the market and, and to sales. So um, uh, I, I think there will be companies that are prospective series sponsors that NBC has great relationships with, we ought to be able to go to them with an integrated package of both advertising and uh, series sponsorship. And conversely, perhaps there are companies we're talking to already that uh, we'd really like to see invest in uh, in NBC and its programming uh, as well as being considered for title sponsorship. So an integrated approach Taking advantage of each of our uh, uh, relationships, I think, is uh, going to bode well for us. I, I think IndyCar just skyrocketed to the top of the most desirable properties you could be a title sponsor of because of all the continuity, all the marketing, all the promotion that will now be associated with it. Um, an advertiser who's looking to put their name and their brand um, in this kind of environment would have to seriously consider 
uh, looking at IndyCar. And the best example of that is our track record with other properties where we've had similar success. And some of the best examples of that are the long relationships we've had with the FedEx Cup and the PGA Tour on what Xfinity does on the Xfinity series on the NASCAR circuit. I mean, we, we understand what's important to title sponsors and we aim to over deliver, uh, throughout all the different platforms and make sure that they get, that they get more than their bang for their buck. Does that mean, and I'll let you guys run after this, I apologize for the second question. Um, do you got, so that, uh, Mark and John, are you guys going together to get the title sponsors and the other deals, or, or Mark, does uh, does your company take the lead in this regard? I, I see it as integrated. I think okay. so. we will we will go together. We we will definitely we will definitely be joined at the hip as we go out and try to do this. Thank you, guys. And our final question comes from Mark Cipollone with AR1.com. Hello, gentlemen. <laughs> Congratulations on the deal. Um, sounds pretty exciting. I do have one question, and I'll have a follow-up if I have time. My first question is, the announcement was for a multi-year deal. Deal? Hello? Yeah. It was for a multi-year deal. Does that mean two, or does that mean can – you, can you say any more about that? Is it, is more it like two, two, two or it's, three? It's, it's more than two and less than four. <laughs> okay. It's, so three, it's a three-year It's a three-year deal, Mark. Three year deal. Okay, thank you. The second question goes uh, as a follow-up to a previous question about the international rights. I guess they were previously done by ESPN International. What um, What are you thinking? Are you possibly does this does this, does this deal preclude the use of ESPN International for the international stuff, or do you, you see yourself going out and doing individual deals like F1 does and, and Formula E does in each country? What, what are you thinking on that? Yeah, it's a good question. It, it does not preclude an involvement, an ongoing involvement by ESPN International. Although, in any, with any result, I think it'll change. There may be countries where we go direct to broadcasters in any major country with IndyCar interest. I see us being at the table, even if we go with um, a distributor or a packager like uh, ESPN International. So. Um, there are a number of agencies that would love to compete with ESPN International for whatever we're willing to license in, in, as part of a package, and there are a number of countries where we're already having direct conversations with broadcasters. It'll be some kind of a, a, a mixed approach, undoubtedly. That sounds, that sounds exciting. I guess we'll hear more about that later in the year? Yes, sir. Thank you. And uh, I, as I understand, our speakers have a, a tight schedule, so we're going to have to let them go and thank everybody for their time and wrap up today's IndyCar Media Teleconference. This teleconference will be available on a digital tape replay approximately one hour after the conclusion of the call. To access the system, participants need to dial 888-843-7419 or 630-652-3042 and enter the passcode 444 16562 followed by the pound sign. Transcript and MP3 audio of today's call will be available on IndyCar's media website at media.indycar.com. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Arnie, Arnie, I want to make one more comment, if I may, uh, before, right. we, before we adjourn. Um, you know, we have enormous respect for ABC and the partnership that we've had with them for so many years. Um, and we're very aware of the fact that uh, we're still in uh, what now is the final year of our of our collaboration with them. So 
it shouldn't we shouldn't hang up without saying that uh, we're grateful for the relationship we've had. We we go forward with a, a good relationship on a lot of levels with them, and uh, we're looking forward to them finishing strong in 2018. All right. Thank you, Mark, um, and thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This concludes today's conference. Thank you for participating. Give me now disconnect.